Hey guys, WFA and the Kid here, and today I will be sharing with you my week 13 NFL predictions. Crazy to think we're already in week 13 in this NFL season, and today is the first day of December, that means December football, snow games, Christmas games this year, Christmas Eve games too, what makes the NFL absolutely so special, all these important games coming down the stretch, and just nice games to watch over the holidays. But last week in week 12, my record was 13-3. and three. I believe that's the best record that I've had certainly this year. I don't know about all time, but definitely this year. I'm very, very happy with 13-3. and three. And some of the bigger games from last week are the Bengals beating the Titans. My prediction on this one was correct. This was a rematch of a playoff we saw last year. It was the AFC Divisional. And the Bengals won it again. But this time they had no Jamar Chase, no Joe Mixon. Still came out, played really well, and found a way to get it done. There was also the Browns knocking off the Buccaneers. My prediction for this one, also correct. Jacoby Brissett, like I predicted, had a nice game to close out his time with the Browns before Deshaun Watson is coming back, which is this week. I think it was an important game for him. Him and Brady, I know, are friends to some capacity, but probably put it aside for this game over here, their friendship. And he played well, you know, he played solidly, did enough to get the win, had that nice touchdown pass to Njoku, I think it was, uh, near the end of the game, descended to overtime, where the Browns won. Another very interesting game from last week, probably the upset of the week, the Jaguars beating the Ravens in dramatic comeback fashion. My prediction for this one, not correct. This was one of the three I got wrong. And it was <clears throat> it was never a big lead for the Ravens. It was always pretty close, always keeping the Jaguars in the game. And they took advantage of that late in the fourth quarter. Trevor Lawrence had the nice game-winning drive. And not only did they get the touchdown, but they got the two-point conversion. Gutsy call from Peterson. And it worked out in one of the bigger wins of Trevor Lawrence's career. He had that one against Buffalo also. Probably lives pretty high in his resume. But this one, definitely a fantastic win for him. 321 yards, three touchdowns. And just really nice to see from Trevor. Alright, now getting into Week 13, my predictions. Starting out tonight, Thursday Night Football. The Bills at the Patriots. As a Jets fan, you know I'm going to be keeping an eye on this one. Divisional matchup in the very, very close AFC East. For the Bills, there will be no Von Miller. He suffered an injury, and I believe it was last weekend, won't be able to play. He leads the Bills this year with eight sacks. Definitely an important player on the defense. But... Looking at the offense of the Bills, Josh Allen hasn't been the same since that elbow injury he suffered against the Jets. 
way too many costly turnovers and bad decisions. A lot of red zone interceptions, a lot of interceptions at stupid times, like the one against Sauce Gardner, the Bills just got the ball back, and like two plays into the drive, uh, all the momentum was just with Buffalo, shifts right back over to the Jets. And this is the thing that Josh Allen did so well. He managed games perfectly with Buffalo many, many times, week in, week out. But not the case recently. We saw that again Thanksgiving. The Bills had to come back against the Detroit Lions to get that win with a game-winning field goal in the very, very end of that football game. So it's definitely a contest for this one. That's why I'm taking the Patriots. Also, to point out, the Patriots offense did have a fantastic showing in their loss on Thanksgiving. Mac Jones led all passers in the NFL last week with 382 yards. Now we move into the Sunday games. The first game on the 1 o'clock Sunday slate is the Packers at the Bears. The Packers are definitely not where I pictured them being at this late part of the NFL season. Their record is 3-8. and eight. Definitely not good enough. Or 4-8, and eight, their record is actually, I believe, excuse me, still not at all good enough for a team that has Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did suffer an injury last week at Philadelphia. He plans to play, he hopes to play, in this one against Chicago. Will he? That's the question. Jordan Love came in, did alright, had one monster touchdown pass to Watson. Uh, when he came in for the Hurt Rodgers. I would say roll with Rodgers if you're the Packers. Why not? I don't think Jordan Love is your future. I just don't see it. If they do decide to play Love this week or in the coming games to see what they have in him, by all means do it. Just from what I've seen from him so far, I don't think he should be selected to replace Rodgers when he's done. Fields, on the other side, didn't play last week against the Jets. Shoulder issues for him. He is supposed to be starting, should be coming back from that. And Justin Fields has been great from what we've seen, especially in that rushing game. Just his legs are legalized weapons at this point, honestly, the way he's performing. And let's just say last weekend against the Jets, it was noticed that (laughs) Fields was missed. Very much so. The Bears' defense also is in shambles. They are impacted by some injuries, but also trading away Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn are not going to help. Darnell Mooney also injured last week in the game against the Jets, so he is a no-go for this one. That's why I have the Packers winning. Steelers at the Falcons. Give me the Steelers. This is a small upset. The Falcons are favored by one in this contest. But I'm not going to bet against Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is hot. He is finding a way to win football games with not that much talent around him. He has Pickens, who he likes very much. Pat Fryermuth at the tight end position also. Not a bad option. Outside of that, there's not that many 
bright stars on this team. And of course, the Falcons did have the terrible news this week that Kyle Pitts, following the knee surgery, will not return this year. Huge blow for them. He is a really, really good tight end. And I think he's going to have a great career ahead of him. And I think it'll cost them, because they are still alive in the NFC South, definitely. Half a game behind Tampa. And it's going to hurt them. Then, the Jets at the Vikings is the next one up. I'm taking the upset alert here. Give me my New York Jets. The Jets turn to Mike White, who was outstanding in his opening game. 315 passing yards, three touchdown passes, and those kind of numbers is what we've seen from Zach Wilson over multiple games. Okay, he didn't come close to doing that in any of his games, maybe against the Patriots, but the thing that Zach Wilson did in that game was three interceptions. Mike White, zero in this one. You know, the one thing that does concern me is Mike White went out in his first game of last year against Cincinnati, blew everybody's mind. 405 passing yards, uh, just an unbelievable game to witness. But then he goes out next game, gets injured early on, and in his next full game against Buffalo, the dreadful four-interception game. So are we going to see that kind of Mike White at Minnesota? Or are we going to see the one we just saw last week against the Bears? I'm going to say we see the same Mike White we saw last week. I think he has more experience now than he did last year. Not just in the league, but with this team, with his receivers. He connected with a whole lot of different guys on this Jets team. Finding Elijah Moore, who has requested trades. That's how upset he was with the situation. Nice to see him incorporated. He used the tight ends which I'm screaming at Zach Wilson to do at times, and he found Garrett Wilson for two touchdowns, something that we had not seen Garrett do since week two. Michael Carter will not play this weekend. He is injured. But Zonovan Knight, if you haven't heard of that guy, he is a rookie running back for the New York Jets. And he got his debut, first performance of the year. Did pretty nicely against the Bears. You should look to see more of him this weekend. And what matchup could you hope for besides Justin Jefferson and Ahmad Sauce Gardner? Who will prevail? That is the question. Sauce has his incredible streak of not allowing touchdowns. JJ is going to look to tarnish that, though. He definitely is. He is incredible. Unbelievable ability to do so many things, to speed up on you, could run right by you if he wants to, leap up in the air with his acrobatics and catch it one-handed, control it going down too, just anything you do to try and guard this guy from defenses and from cornerbacks hasn't worked, but maybe Sauce is the answer to that. The next game up is the Jaguars at the Lions. I'm going to go with the Jaguars. These are two hot 4-7 and seven teams. Their records don't indicate that they are very good, but they've proven they have some talent. The Lions have won 3 out of 4, 
they narrowly lost to the Bills on Thanksgiving. I was really hoping they would pull it off. Just didn't. And then the Jaguars took down the Ravens last week. And that's not an easy task. They did it dramatically with a whole lot of offense and Trevor Lawrence leading productive drives and a game-winning drive as well. The only potential harm here, I see, to the Jaguars is Jamal Williams. He's a guy that could run right through you, take off on the outside, whatever he likes to do. And this is kind of a mid-Jaguars defense, so they have to lock him down. But as long as they do that, I see the Jaguars winning. The Titans at the Eagles. I'm going to pick the Eagles. Even though the Eagles have not looked that great in their last two football games, they are the best team in the NFL record-wise, 10-1. and They obviously struggled against the Colts a couple of weeks ago. Did pull it out, though, at the very end, winning by one point. Can't get much closer, or actually can't get any closer than that if you want to win a game. And then last weekend, I well, I'm going to get to what they did well in a second, but to give up 30, however many points they did to the Packers, is not what you want to see from your defense. Looking at the things the Eagles did well, it's simple. The running game. 363, yes, 363 rushing yards from that Eagles team. Hertz and Sanders made up 300 of those 363. Those are absolutely crazy numbers to see. Just wild. And this is going to be a game where I expect both teams, not just the Eagles, to run it a whole lot. When you have Derrick Henry, you're going to use him as much as you can. Over 1,000 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns in this season. I do have the Eagles prevailing, though. So this is one of their few tough games left. They have this one, and they have the one against the Cowboys. Those are the two real tasks for them remaining in this year. This next one is a special matchup. Very interesting, and I'm not quite too sure how Deshaun Watson feels in his first game back against his old team. That's right, we're talking about the Browns at the Texans. I don't think it's any secret that the Browns are going to win this football game. It's been a real crap show for the Texans all season long, only mustering the one win on the year, looking like they're going to finish with the worst record. The interesting thing is, can Deshaun Watson play a good football game? Can he put his emotions aside, put everything aside? Because you know the media and everybody's going to follow this one closely. It's a big story after his allegations and after his suspension. I'm going to say he does, has a good game. We should look to see the relationship between him and Amari Cooper thrive. I think that could be a really nice, really lethal duo in the making. And the rushing game for Cleveland. Nick Chubb had a really nice game last weekend against a tough Tampa Bay defense. Look for him to probably have a nice outing as well. Then the Commanders at the Giants. A divisional matchup. The Giants will be seeing a lot of divisional matchups, actually. Four out of the Giants' last six games 
on the schedule are in the division. But the story for Washington is Taylor Heineke. That's why I'm giving the Commanders the W in this game. He is next level. Kind of came out of nowhere with this Washington team. They kept trying to find answers. They were using Alex Smith. They were using Ryan Fitzpatrick. They went out and got Carson Wentz. When Heineke was there for such a long time. Heineke... I w- he might not have the strongest arm. Okay, He might not do these crazy games week in, week out. But he gets the job done. And I'm not talking about Zach Wilson games. He has decent games. Decent throws. And he is pretty much the sole catalyst in these six wins out of seven games. And the Giants, I should add, have a staggering 16 players. Yes, 16 on the injury report. Whether it's illness, knee injuries, it's just kind of ridiculous. Among those players are Daniel Ballinger, the tight end, Evan Neal, and Leonard Williams. Some of the more notable ones I found over there. And speaking of injured players, Chase Young finally will be making his return, not playing for about a year. And he's an important piece. He is. He won Defensive Rookie of the Year a couple years ago. And he could be a sack weapon for this Washington team. Already have a good defense and... Chase coming back will only strengthen that. Final 1 o'clock game features the Broncos and the Ravens. I have to pick the Baltimore Ravens. They did disappoint me and a whole lot of their fans losing to the Jaguars last Sunday. But I don't think they're going to lose another one to another bad team. I'm going to keep emphasizing this. Very, very easy strength of schedule for Baltimore coming up. And it's their division to lose. So they have to get these wins against these subpar teams. And it starts here against the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has had an abysmal season, probably one of the worst of his career. Quarterback for Baltimore, of course, Lamar. He needs to step up, okay? While the defense is partially to blame, if not quite a bit to blame for that, they have to find the end zone. They settled for four field goals against Jacksonville, and that's not something you can be doing against a young and experienced defense. Broncos' defense, of course, a different story, much more talented, but as dual a threat as Lamar is with the running and passing, he should be able to beat this team at home. Then we move into the 4 o'clock Sunday games. Dolphins at the 49ers. I do think this has the potential to be a good game, but I'm picking the 49ers. Dolphins last week had the privilege of versing the Houston Texans, who obviously have issues. They were up 30 to nothing, which sounds really, really nice. But then Tyreek went out. He got hurt. And that's when things got a little less nice. Outscored 15 to nothing in the second half, the Dolphins were. And it could have been more. You know, the Texans had drives building up where they had to go for it on fourth down. Had they taken some field goals, this could have been a one-possession game, 30-22, or or 30, yeah, 30-22. to 
and it's a little bit concerning, I have to say. It makes me wonder, how reliant is this team on Tyree Kill? Because you go and put up 30 points in the first half to put up a goose egg in the second. Not to fear, Tyree Kill will play this weekend, but I don't think it's going to help the Dolphins all that much. This 49ers defense is incredible. The best in the NFL. I don't think there's any debate about that anymore. The Niners shut out the Saints last weekend. Had them scrambling many times, a lot of punts. And I don't want to butcher this name, but Talanoa Hufanga, team leading four interceptions. Maybe he'll get some against Tua. The Seahawks at the Rams. Uh, I'm going to pick the Seattle Seahawks. For the Rams, it's been a disaster. What I want to know is how, 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 Sean McVay, do you go from Super Bowl champions to 3-8? and eight? One of the reasons is kind of obvious. Injuries. Aaron Donald is going to be out this weekend. High ankle sprain. Matthew Stafford will not play for the second straight game. And it, it, it's just fallen to absolute pieces and it's such a shame because this is a very talented team on paper it really is and they've just not performed they've utterly disappointed their fans utterly disappointed los angeles and it's a real letdown you you don't want to be one great year and then you're right back in the toilet that's not how you, you want to be at this point, the back-to-back Super Bowl championships is really out of the question. It would take a miracle for them to reach a postseason berth at this point, and it's really just seeing about um, a couple things. You don't want to injure your already hurt players. That's why you're not going to see guys that maybe could play, play. And at the same time, you want to see some of your younger guys, some of your younger receivers what can they do? Maybe throw in some running backs and defenders. As for the Seahawks, completely opposite situation for them. They're fighting for the division with the uh, 49ers. They lost an absolute gut-wrenching fashion. 86-yard game-winning touchdown from Josh Jacobs in OT. Other than that, it was a really nice game from the offense of Seattle. They have Kenny Walker, who is up there for Rookie of the Year contention. And they also have DK Metcalf, Geno Smith, surprising the heck out of everybody. I think they take care of the Rams quite easily. Then the Charter, the, excuse me, the Chargers and the Raiders should be an interesting matchup. Uh, the Raiders are the team that I am going to pick to win. Josh Jacobs had a ridiculous ridiculous game 229 yards two touchdowns and on top of that 74 receiving herbert and the chargers barely beat arizona last week and it took a game uh tying touchdown or it would have been if they chose to go for one similarly to what the jaguars did they got the touchdown in the waning seconds went for two and herbert connected with austin eckler to take the lead, and they won the game. 
But the Cardinals, 4-8 and eight team, if you're the Chargers fighting for a wild card spot, you want to have more of a convincing win than that. This, as interesting as it sounds, I'm going to say that this is the most disappointing year for Justin Herbert. And why that is is because people had very high expectations. They were right up there in contention to win this division in the preseason polls. It's not been that type of year. It's been very, very close wins, some uh, bad game management, losses, couldn't beat the Chiefs, who were the key team to beat in this division. And Justin Herbert himself hasn't been the same. I, I don't feel like he's connecting on as many of his passes, and there is good reason. They're missing some of their higher receivers. But Justin Herbert has not dealt with that adversity all that well. And the Raiders sit here at 4-7, and seven, back-to-back wins. Is it too late to think about the playoffs? Kinda yes and no. Three games out right now, but anything can happen in football. It's true. And if they win out, if they... It's possible, you know, the Dolphins made a big run after being 1-7 last year. Yeah, can we see something like that again? The answer is maybe. They're getting hot at the right time, and just got to take it one week at a time at this point. But I'm going to say no. The playoff hopes are not yet eliminated for the Raiders. Then, the game of the week, the Chiefs at the Bengals. This is one people have had circled on their calendars. Rematch of the crazy AFC championship that saw the Bengals taking it from the Chiefs in shocking fashion to advance to last year's Super Bowl. For the Bengals, Jamar Chase will return in this one after his injury stint there, while Joe Mixon, who also didn't play last week, is questionable, still in concussion protocol. The Chiefs are absolutely red hot. Five straight wins since the loss to the Bills. And Patrick Mahomes, he's not taking a breath. He is going crazy every single week. Travis Kelsey, uh, other receivers as well that he likes to throw in there, but Kelsey is the main workhorse of this offense, along with Patrick. And they just overwhelm. They overwhelm defenses. It's what the, it's what they've done in the past. It's what they continue to do, and I think that's what they're going to do here against the Bengals. While Joe Burrow is doing great, and so is the entire Bengals team, that offensive line ain't going to hold up forever. And furthermore, I don't think that they're going to be able to put up as many points as the Chiefs. I can't see it happening. Only got to 20 last weekend against Tennessee. I have to roll with the KC Chiefs here. Then we move into Sunday Night Football. The Colts at the Cowboys. Going into the year, thought this would be a much more exciting Sunday Night game than what it is looking like right now. Of course, I'm going to pick the Dallas Cowboys. The Colts already have trouble scoring. And going up against this Dallas Cowboys defense led by Micah Parsons in his second year, it's not going to get easier for them. Matt Ryan is not what he used to be. Definitely 
exiting its prime could be very, very close to the end for Matt. The only person that I will compliment on that indie offense is Jonathan Taylor. He is looking better after his terrible, terrible first six or seven games, which was just awful from him. He is putting up some productive games, but he, him alone cannot carry this team. There has to be production starting with the quarterback, and that's not what's happening. Then you look at the Cowboys offense, you have Zeke and Pollard, who are just a fantastic combination. I think they complement each other really well, and they do a good job of sharing snaps. Because it could be either one on any given day that hurts you. You don't know which one it's going to be. Sometimes it's both. So I think that's really nice to have two very talented backs. And Dak Prescott, of course, definitely warrants a mention here. Missed uh, four games with the Cowboys. Cooper Rush filled in for him. And he's done really nicely. The highlight win of the year was the 40-3 to thrashing of the Vikings. I believe that was the final, 40-3. to And the key for him is just keep building resume wins, keep pace in this playoff picture. Maybe you think about catching those Eagles. It would take a lot, but crazier things have happened. Final game of week number 13 is not that exciting. We've had a lot of dud primetime games. This has the potential to be another one of those. Saints at the Bucks. I'm taking the Buccaneers. While the Bucks have had issues in the past with the Saints, even since Brady's been here, they beat them in the first matchup this year, the Bucks did. <clears throat> and I think they will again. Brady is 5-6. and six. And a losing record 11 games into the year is not something you associate with Mr. Tom Brady. The Bucks fell to the Browns in overtime last weekend. And it, it wasn't pretty. You know, Brady, I guess, just didn't do enough. Only put up 17 points. But it's kind of been that motto all year for the Bucks: Just not enough. He came out of retirement. Lost Giselle. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? You could be at home. You could have a wife. You don't need to do this. You had such a good career. This isn't the kind of way that Brady wants to end, but I don't know if he really has a choice. Nonetheless, the Saints have been kind of just as terrible, putting up zero last weekend against San Francisco. And just the perfect definition of inconsistency this year, they've had kind of explosive games, kind of the London game is an example of that, against Arizona, and then they've also had duds, like you saw last week. It is a key divisional game, nonetheless, as interesting as that is. Saints sit at 4-8, and eight, while the Bucks are 5-6. and six. So, the Bucks are still catchable. But, I, I do still have them holding on to this division by the skin of their teeth. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for my Week 13 predictions. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.